Who thought counting could be cool? Here we go. Join Andrew Wall and Brad Salmeida. Our mission, make accounting fun. Follow us as we chat with amazing guests every Friday. Are you ready? Woohoo! Woohoo! It's a big Friday, folks. Uh, it's the big Brad Salmeida's birthday. Uh, and we're back with another legend. Woohoo! Uh, Jennifer Bolick, the pricing goddess, is joining us tonight. Uh, live from the prairies, uh, and I'm here with a nice new, fresh, bald head. Um, so it's you gotta take your headphones off for full effect, and you take yeah, them off yeah, just for a split there, second. Look at that, show us your, your shiny shine head. Them up, shine them up, shine them all. One cut, two cuts. Anyone remember that one? <laughs> Anyways, um, we're thrilled to have Jennifer here because I haven't seen you in like two years, and um. A lot of people don't know this, um, but Jennifer was the absolute first person I ever met at a QB Connect conference. That's significant. That's right. And uh, we have been lucky and fortunate to uh, share more than one cab ride to and from <laughs> SFO. And uh, and she was, and it was, I, I still remember that that first trip like it was yesterday. Um, and uh, and you had been before. It was you. You were you weren't the rookie I was, and you're like, oh, it's amazing. You know, um, you know, everyone's so friendly and nice, and you're waving to people. And you're like, I'm like, oh, do you know her? And you're like, well, uh, from Facebook. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I had no idea what that whole experience was like, and little did I know how much I would love uh, that experience and and uh, and those conferences. But uh, Jennifer, thank you for joining us. What's new and exciting? Well, I see your hair shorter, mine's longer. So there's yes, that. That's great. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I think Brad's is a little longer too. Um, and then kind of course, in between right now, it, it got pretty crazy there for a while. My hair doesn't go down, it goes out. So that's a whole look like George look. Washington for a while there. That's a whole different look. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I guess since we've all been locked down at home, I changed homes so that I could yeah. have a bigger home with some more space and not feel so cooped up and cramped in my little yeah, from the sky, big city so. to the prairies. What was, what was that like? You know what? It was awesome. And it was quite an extended transition. Really. I was talking to someone today because I moved here on September four and literally I had two suitcases with me. I got on a plane and I flew from Toronto to Winnipeg landed opened up one suitcase that had two <clears throat> 24 inch monitors in it. I just need my monitors. <laughs> right? Well, the one, the one suitcase had my winter clothes and my monitors because winter clothes can support monitors safely on a plane. And yeah. then my other suitcase was like clothes and toiletries for however long it was going to be before the rest of my stuff arrived. But yeah, literally I flew here in the morning and by the afternoon I was working. Well, and you moved just kind of out of the blue, it seemed like, bang, you all of a sudden you lived in, in, in Manitoba. I was like, what the heck just happened? I thought you were a Toronto girl. And then I found out, no, your roots are in Manitoba. And for those of you who don't know where Manitoba is, it's oh. that's kind of the central prairies of Canada. It's um, next door to Ontario. Um, it's actually got a lot of history to it, right? Manitoba's had a lot of things going on in, in, in the past. And it's got 
it's got history. So it's yeah. an interesting place. I like visiting Manitoba, except the mosquitoes yeah. are the size of magpies. And um, we just like to tell you that, Brad. So you no, 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 no. I was no there for a bite. wedding once. I got and nothing. They were huge. <laughs> they one of them almost carried my son away. Like. And we all guys. carried around these little things that look like tennis rackets at this wedding because it was an outdoor wedding and we were whacking the mosquitoes in the, in the air and they would zap. It was fun. So mm-hmm. it's not an exaggeration. You're just, you're just been uh, paid to cover up for the, the truth of it all. But I'm curious, like. I can't hear Andrew. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm always having audio problems. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. Um, I just can't seem to get technology to work. Because um, <laughs> you curious. mess with it too much. <laughs> I mess with it too much. Every time I break down, set up, something goes wrong. But I'm curious, like, was there any, like, what was it like for the for your business and for transitioning to, because I know, like, technically, you can work from anywhere in the world. And, but, you know, you're, you know, did you have any clients who expected to, you know, uh, drop stuff off at your office or come by? Like, what did that, was there any, implications or issues whatsoever in picking up your downtown Toronto office and moving your entire business uh, out to Manitoba? So in a word, no. (laughs) In a few more words, I'll be happy to share. Um, First to answer Brad's question, Brad, it came as such a shock to most everybody I knew because I hadn't seen you at conferences. Mm -hmm. Like this was a move that had been brewing for since before COVID. The move to Winnipeg was planned before COVID was even on the news the first time as something that might possibly be happening. So I think because we've all been so disconnected, that's how you missed the news, right? So fast forward, fast forward to making the decision. So the decision was made, then COVID hit. And so the decision went on hold. I was like, whoa, what's going on in the world? I better wait this out. So waited it out. But by June, of I guess that was last year, right? June of 2020. <laughs> I don't okay. know what what month is it. Oh yeah, I guess I know what day it is today. But it's most COVID 1943982. Yeah, <laughs> right? before COVID and after COVID, we're gonna change our calendar someday. That's and, right. And so what about during COVID? Because I think we all thought it was gonna be a before and after. Little did we know there's gonna be a whole during, right? And how long <laughs> this during? I'll never forget when it first came down in March of 2020. I I'm in this Facebook group here in Calgary. It's all these local business owners, and people are going, "Oh, it'll be over in a few weeks." You watch, you know, maybe a month. And I was like, "I don't know." Have you guys read the science behind this stuff? It goes on for a while. No. Okay. I, I remember saying that thinking it was, oh yeah, we just got to wait for people to go through the pro, you know, the two weeks and, and we'll be, we'll be done in like two months. It's good, man. Like, yeah. boy, was I naive about what, what a beast this was, but yeah, well, by well June- who, re- who really knew, right. We had nothing to fall back on. I was, I don't know about you guys, but I, I might be old today, but I wasn't around in 1917 during the last major what? pandemic. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just a few years after that, but I mean, we didn't know. And even to this day, it's this big invisible menace, right? You don't see it. You don't feel it. You hear about it. Um, Occasionally, you know, people are touched by it in in different ways. A few people in our community have got COVID. I mean, Michelle Long told this harrowing story of having to go through it and and everything. Um, have, or, uh, fortunately, we, we, I, I know one person who has passed from it in my local community. 
Um, but otherwise, it's it's hard to get your, your head around when you don't see it, right? It, it really is an invisible menace, but man, has it been a menace. Well, it got rid of the flu, right? The regular flu. Apparently. There was silver lining. But back to June. So what happened in June? So in June, I decided that this was just the way the world was going to be. So I better just move. Um, right. And so, you know, found a place to stay while I look for a home here because... Although I had this grand idea that I could buy a home sight unseen with just a walkthrough, turns out I'm not that person. Thank God. <laughs> so made arrangements, found a place to stay here. Um, so I landed, like I said, September 4th with two suitcases um, and sold my place in Toronto and had arranged for movers to pack it, store it, move it to Winnipeg and put it in storage. Got here, got to work. Actually, you wanted me to backtrack as to how I dealt with my customers. Well. You know, one of the really neat things as I was going through the process of deciding was realizing that I hadn't been face to face with a customer in more than a year. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, Jen. I, I'm sorry to jump in there, but I remember that's one thing I do remember about our, our conversations is that you really morphed away from a more traditional sort of bookkeeping practice with staff and and hard assets. And you really did move into that virtual model that you were you're poised to just pack up and go if you wanted to. So I wasn't surprised that you were able to adapt so quickly because you're already poised. It's just, you know, like you say, we don't keep up with each other as much during the pandemic. And all of a sudden you were in Manitoba. Like I said, I always thought of you as a Toronto girl and, and I learned your history. Um, but hey, it's, uh, it's good to be home, isn't it? That's one thing you did say to me is that you really wanted to get home someday. And yeah. uh so did you have lots of family in the Winnipeg got, area there? I've got cousins and aunts and uncles and people I there haven't seen in far too long. It's embarrassing. Um, and with us being in lockdown when I first got here, I still haven't seen as many people as I would yeah, like. Yeah, that's the right? hard part. But I'll tell you, I had one big outing not too long ago. So exciting. I got to go to the season opener. Of Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, I, I did see that on social. <laughs> Do you recall that? People, right? 33,000 people. That was a lot of people to be around all of a sudden. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, that, in fact, when we when I invited you to be on the show, you said, let me get back to you. Um, I'm at the football game. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm busy. I'm with people. Yeah, I got better things to do. I'm a, I'm a Winnipegger. And you know, this friend of mine, he goes to every single Grey Cup every okay. single year no matter where it is he's from winnipeg and he okay. always goes decked out in in winnipeg stuff like he paints his face and he's got a helmet and his jersey and he gets on tv almost every gray cup as that winnipeg crazy winnipeg guy so Ooh, you might have met him yeah. my blue bomber blue blue <laughs> yeah that's about the extent of what you're going to be painting <laughs> isn't it jennifer yeah. i did get uh a blue bombers hoodie but it's black so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> you didn't roll in with some qbo swag <laughs> no i went in plain gray t-shirt and went straight to the swag store at the blue bomber shop <laughs> You're like I, I might get beat up if i don't have a blue bomber shirt on <laughs> you know what the people that get dressed for like bombers is quite a lot more than you see on tv and yeah. they oh, i'm not surprised like it's quite um like it's a big deal here and mm -hmm. It's like Saskatchewan's the same way, right? Rider pride, everyone shows up in green and white. It's quite, 
quite that, that and I've seen that I've been to Winnipeg games in Calgary here where wow, yeah, the the fans are crazy and they're they're there to have a good time. Yeah, We're here for powerful. a good time, not a long time. Yeah. And there there is really something about being around the energy uh, of of a bunch of people who are all you know rooting for a team or whatever it is. I, I remember the the first and only time I went to a Tony Robbins event. Um, okay. You know, it's completely different than a sporting event, but the way that he could get the energy um, moving, the same same sort of way that you feel that energy when you're at a sporting event or a concert or something like that. When everyone is just sort of vibing on the same level, you can literally be almost becomes like a tangible energy, right? Like almost like QB Connect and our conferences and stuff like that. Like it's it's palatable, and it's something that I know I'm craving, right? That's why I'm like. I think one of the first things I said when we got on on the pre-show, I'm like, so when's the next, when are we getting together? Are you going to fly? Are you going to go anywhere? Or like, what's the, what's the next conference? When am I going to see you again, Jen? Well, you know? and yeah, that, that was the one transition that I really felt coming from Toronto to Winnipeg was, I think you guys know exactly where I live because I was yeah, right across the street. Girl. I was right across we, the street. We uh, had an Airbnb place. in the same yeah. building, didn't we? Or one building over, door, Andrew yeah. and I. Yeah, that's right. So, so you awesome know the location. energy of where I lived. I was yeah, like walking definitely. a half from the water. I lived in Jurassic Park. I lived next to the baseball diamond. Two but, minutes from QB Connect. <laughs> right? Like, I was in that energy zone that just sitting yeah, in my apartment. I like that spot. Always just vibrated with like, oh, like life is happening around me. This is so cool. And one of the things that I noticed now that I'm here, I'm like, I'm much calmer and more relaxed. Something to be said for that. Yeah, well, a lot to be. I'm said, not right? as tired anymore because I'm not burning that energy yeah. all the time of that vibe that's going through me. But I miss it, mm-hmm. right? Like going to that football game. I'll tell you, the first 20 minutes was like, "Ooh, is this weird? All these people, no masks." Yeah. And then it was like, "I'm home." Yeah. <laughs> right? I when I, when I, I get to the next game, I guess I better go to the baseball game next. And I think we also have. Um, we got other like sport. We got a soccer oh, team. Hockey season too. The Winnipeg Jets will be yeah. playing again soon. So I'm going to start filling my void with sporting events because to your point, Andrew, it's the same energy. Everybody's feeling the same thing and everybody's up, right? And do you find your, like, what's your performance level? Like, like as far as, you know, getting more stuff down, like I can get that you can get relaxed. Do you find like that, that energy that when you're at, when you're in the city and you're maybe vibing all the time, which can be draining, I can appreciate, but does it help Do you find that you perform better under high energy or you perform better when you're a little bit more relaxed and sane or, or have you noticed a difference? Um, well, I have to be honest. I worked, I reduced my workload to part-time for June and July. Mm-hmm. And then I took two weeks off. Right. So, <laughs> so you're not at peak performance. Because yeah. that's, that's what I find. Like, I mean, the cottages to me is sort of like that. When I, when I get up there, it's my way to relax. And I could definitely see, you know, the benefit of like flip-flopping what I do, which is live in the calm zone, come visit the, the high energy to like boost you up when you need the boost. Mm-hmm. But for me, and it's hard because it's like, it's quasi vacation mode. Now I'm still working. Mm-hmm. I don't actually book off the time. Stupid me. I'm taking meetings and stuff, but my, my, for me, my performance level, like, <laughs> especially because when you start having a beer at two o'clock in the afternoon, it really doesn't help. Well, that's when you know you're stopping work or yeah. stopping any outgoing communications. <laughs> or, or you should, in. you should stop outgoing communication. Well, I that's stop just when outgoing. I get stuck I post in my, in my tweets. That's all. Um, you know, I'm back to full time now that it's August. 
And it's just, it's a beautiful routine. I get up early. I do a bunch of personal stuff. I do a couple of hours work. I go for a nice walk. I come back, I do a little more work. I have lunch, do some more work, have a little nap, make some dinner, right? And then I work in the yard at night. And yeah. so it's, it's a really nice, well-paced routine of getting to do the work that I want to do, having social life in there, having good sleep, you know, because sleep is important. And this was a conscious effort, right? This was a conscious effort to slow down, really, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't like, you know, slow, not, I I don't like to use the word slow down. But I tend to think more of about more of it is about prioritizing, because there was a lot of stuff that I was doing that was just wheel spinning. Yeah. Whereas now I look around, you know, when I'm at mission control, which is sitting here at my desk, my very nice desk that I purchased, thank you, Montreal. Um, that, you know, when I'm here, I'm on and I've got a schedule enough that I know when I have to get away from this desk. And now that I'm in my home, I can get away from this office and not even think about it. I've got my sunroom. I've got my deck. I got my front steps. I've got, you know, other spaces. I've got a yard to take care of now for crying out loud. I cut the grass (sighs) yesterday, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's a full life as opposed to being a little too connected to my, to my business and things that didn't create value or satisfaction in my life. Right. So what are your thoughts then like on the whole sort of mobile first and tying everything to your phone, which then ultimately drags your desk around with you everywhere you go? Like, I, I mean, obviously one of the things that we've known as for a while in the accounting virtual accounting community is like how important it is to have a dedicated workspace. Like if you're going to be working from home, like yeah. you've got that zone where, you know, you sit down and this is like, this is your work area. Well, I'm here, I'm in work zone. When yeah. I walk over there, I'm in whatever else zone, whether yeah. that's gardening or whatnot. But like, so what are your thoughts about like, you know, the fact that when you drag your phone around with you, you're dragging your desk around with you. Well, here's the thing. So this is my personal phone. Uh... Those are my work phones that are tethered. So, and they're always plugged in because otherwise I never know when the battery runs out. Right. So that's where they live. And so they don't come with me when I leave the house. They don't come with me into the backyard. I can kind of hear them if I'm in the kitchen or the living room, if they ring, but if I'm in the kitchen or the living room, that means I'm not at work. So I'm not answering it. Right. So is I that do. like a VoIP setup or something? Is that oh, what you got? Just, they're just iPhones. Oh, you just have extra phones. Extra? No, they're business it's phones. Four or five grand in iPhones. That's all. <laughs> well, you know, it's the technology, and when you work it correctly, it works for you. Absolutely, and I think some some of the times I fall victim to working for the technology instead of letting the technology work for me, yeah. right? Because we can be so connected now. And I can be, you know, sitting on the dock and then I open up my phone and I start scrolling through emails. And then I'm, next thing you know, I'm re- responding to an email after one too many beers. <laughs> well, it's a little bit different, though. You have a team of how many, Andrew? We're about 20 now. Yeah. So it's me and my customers right now. And if my customers are emailing me on Saturday, there is zero expectation for me to, to reply to them. They're just sending it so it's out of their, out of their inbox. Right, right. right. And so because of the size and scale of my business now, expectations are set mm-hmm. and boundaries are set. Which is, which is one of the most important things to do. And one, but one of the, 
one of the hardest things to do is to set those boundaries, right? Well, it's not, no, everybody can set the boundaries. That's easy. That's like that Seinfeld episode. Anybody can take a reservation. It's keeping the reservation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, from that respect, it's keeping the expectations that you have set. Mm-hmm. That is the real discipline. And it takes practice. And I learned it. I finally got it through my head um, a few years ago when I turned 50 and I shut off and I told all of my customers that I was unplugged and I went to the Bahamas. And I remember I, that trip. I'm, and I didn't social. I wasn't there. I didn't, yeah, email. Stalker. I didn't respond to an email. I didn't work. I, well, and I didn't post on social media. I think there was one picture of my There was one picture with your toes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I just, and that was the most wonderful week of my life that I was like, you know what? I can do this every weekend. And that's how it started. It started with, okay, every Saturday, I don't touch my phone. Then it was every Saturday and every Sunday, I don't touch work. Then it was every Saturday, Sunday, and Monday evenings, right? And gradually expanded so that suddenly I had my life and my work. Because when people talk about work-life balance, I just tell them, no, you just need a schedule. Because you can't balance work and life. Sure. Yeah. They don't weigh the same. They don't have the same value. Like if you had to choose between going to the hospital for a loved one or getting some work done, there is no comparison between yeah. those two elements. Like there's zero. Yeah. So there's no such thing as work, work life balance. It's just all about scheduling your priorities and always having space in that schedule so that when life comes up or work comes up, it can be a priority. That's yeah. what I love about scheduling software like Acuity and Calendly is that you can set that calendar up so that it fits the lifestyle that you want to have. So I, I put days in there where it's, it's busy. I don't want to have an appointment that day. If I decide to work or if I decide not to work, I'm not going to be taking client calls that day or prospecting calls. And it, it works great. And they've got a little feature, I'm sure both of them do, that I think, it, I forget what they call it, but you can make yourself look busier than you are by not making as many appointments available so that it kind of creates this illusion that, hey, I'm so busy, you better get in there. And I tell people that. I say, oh, my calendar looks pretty, pretty packed this week. It doesn't mean it really is. It just means that I've factored in time to get other things done or get project work done. And it's glorious because I totally relate to what you're saying, Jen, because weekends, um, I gave up a long time ago doing anything on the weekends and creating that expectation that if you need me and you send me a message on the weekend, I'll get back to you first thing on Monday. I'll occasionally reply to them on the weekend and say, hey, I'm, I'm off the clock, but we'll, I'll, I'll make sure to reach out to you first thing Monday morning, depending on the severity. And, and it's, it's expectations, right? Yeah. Okay. Can I step on your calendar comments there, Brad, a little bit? Can we debate this? Go for this it. For yeah, because I, I got some <laughs> comments too. You, you go first, Jennifer. No, Andrew, if you want to go first, because you haven't well, had a turn on calendar yet, but yeah, I, I got something to say about Brad's comments. So go well, ahead, Andrew. <laughs> so my my thing is, I mean, I'm nothing, I, I, I'm a big fan of Calendly and, and Acuity and those types of things. I, I use them all the time. Um, and they're, they're critical for me being able to manage my client thing. But I think um, something that I'm trying to get better at that I think Seth David was one of the big ones who pushed me on is, is literally scheduling time for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like, are you putting That's time in your calendar what I'm doing. For, for you? Like, 
I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go have lunch. I'm going to, cause like, I was so like bad about like, okay, Kelly's amazing. I'm just going to open up my, 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 my Kelly from 9am to 8pm. And I'm going to be so efficient and I'm going to help my clients and I'm going to be amazing. And this That's amazing. David and Leary like, about that. It doesn't work. Oh, it's insane. And, and I yeah. like, and then you get resentful, right? Like when you, when you do that, you, when you, you know, one of the things I'm starting to learn is that when I don't say no, I, I get resentful. Right. And so I have to get better at like saying no. a little bit more selfish and putting myself first, because if I don't, I'll ultimately end up doing a worse job and treating my friends and my clients and everyone else poorly because I'm pissy and grumpy and what have you. Right. Because I haven't taken time for myself. So I like now I have like I've calendared working out. I've calendared. Can you imagine lunch? <laughs> right? Like Because how many times did I have like back to back meetings and like was like lucky to run downstairs and like grab a bowl of cereal to like be eating while I was on mute. Right. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was bad until I started to get a little bit better. And, you know, one of the things I remember sitting and talking with Seth and he, and, and I'm like, Oh, you, do you like calendar time for like your own learning and development? And he's like, yeah, let me show you my calendar. And he's like showing me like, and he didn't like, it's not calendar nine to five. He's like, I'm calendaring my life. Like what, what do I want my schedule to be like? And so now I've built in like these little routines for myself. Like, so I used to start my morning with like, okay, what time is my first meeting? Get up and like enough 15 minutes to have a shower and then go to my meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm starting my mornings. Like I give myself a full hour before, like, I don't, oh, I've, I've like, I push my meetings back. I, my first meeting is 10 o'clock in the morning. So I don't take meetings until 10 o'clock because I'm not a particularly early morning person. Um, but I'll get up minimum nine o'clock, if not, you know, more like eight. So I've got like time to like sit and like have a coffee on my front porch. So, like my routine now is like, I get up, I have a shower. I'm really like, I'm not in a rush to do anything because I'm not rushing for a meeting anymore. I then go and like, I make coffee. I might even have breakfast. Can you imagine that? Breakfast uh, is good. Yeah. And then, and then when I have time and I'm like, I don't mind just sitting there and it's like a nice routine. Like in my mornings, I can either, you know, just surf social. I can do some emails if I want to, but there's no pressure. Right. Like I just, and it just sets the tone for the day when you're not waking up like, Oh, gotta go, 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 go. I got my, my next meeting. So I'm still learning on this. Don't get me wrong. I by no means have this figured out. So I want to hear, I want to hear yeah, Jen's hear uh, input on my calendar strategy, well, which is kind of like Andrew's, but it's not so detailed. It's general. No, but just quickly back to you, Andrew. You're not being selfish when you're no. when you're putting yourself first. Being smart. And <laughs> the way I always look at it is, if you're on a plane and those oxygen masks come down, put them on. You must put it on yourself first before yeah. you give it to somebody else. That is not being selfish. That is being, being appropriate, right? So it means you're going to survive. It means you're going to live. It means yeah. Definitely. And not only will you live, you may be able to help another person live. So there's exactly. no downside. So. Don't beat yourself up. Start your day the way you're starting your day. That's awesome. And Brad, what you I don't want to criticize what you're doing because that's not who I am, but I'd love to just shift your perspective on it a little bit because you kind of presented it in a way that you've got these fake times blocked off, but when you kept talking about it, they're not fake times. That's when you actually have to do work, whether it's marketing or social media or research for a customer or go to the dentist or whatever it is. So when you've got only a certain availability available 
for outside meetings, that's just a really wise way to use your calendar. Because mm -hmm. like Andrew said, he's not taking a meeting at eight in the morning because his brain isn't right for that. So same way I'm not taking a meeting at three in the afternoon because my brain is off. Between yeah, that's four, exactly right. So it's scheduling it so that you are sharp when you're in mm -hmm. a meeting and not Oh, I'm sorry. What was that again? I, I'm sorry. I, I, right. Like yeah. we never want to be that person when we're in a meeting. So making sure that you are available only when you're going to be at your best. Exactly. And that's really good. what I'm doing. Like there's certain I know. days. That's what I said. I'm just changing yeah. the way you present. Like, it I, I've learned to, really um, I've learned like Fridays, <laughs> I don't take appointments on Fridays and I'm terrible on Monday mornings. So I've, I've shortened Mondays. Uh, in fact, I had an appointment this last Monday and I had to look at my calendar twice. It's like, how did she sneak in? I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I think I laid funny. down the re restriction for one day. disconnects from my calendar and someone oh. sneaks in a meeting at a time that they weren't supposed to. I'm like, oh, what happened? That's yeah. never happened. I think that's what oh happened, God. but it was okay. Because oh she's one of my favorite clients. Hey, and so the other worst is I forget because Calendly like my, I, I don't know if it's Calendly or, or like my calendar doesn't book off vacation, like holidays, like stat holidays. And I'll get clients like, oh, Monday, you know, Labor Day is open. Let's book with Andrew. And I'm like, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll full on like five minutes before if I see that. Sorry, I, this is the holiday. I'm not oh, sure what nope. you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> I hate to do that. Delete, but, yeah, cancel, reschedule. <laughs> Oh, although I saw I saw a video the other day about um, someone who was like, you know, that when someone cancels a minute, five minutes before your meeting, what's your reaction? It's like, yeah, I get some free time. I get some free time. Uh, I, I don't I'm feel that way. Ice cream. I'm going to get ice cream. <laughs> I don't feel that way. It's funny because I don't get many cancellations. I'm really fortunate that way. I once had to cancel, but um, I don't feel that way because I'm, I'm, I've been working around that appointment and I get ready for it. And I'm, and I'm, I like when I do have appointments, I'm, I'm all in. So when all of a sudden it pulls away at the last minute, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, that's all right. But it actually throws me off. So no, I, I prefer it doesn't. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, you're going to have to do the work eventually, but I'm just sort of like, yeah. Or it might not even like, happen. That, that means I can go do the 15 things that I'm behind on. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, Have you guys learned this one yet? Here's the one I had to learn was I'd be on the phone with someone and say, oh, yeah, you know, next Tuesday at whatever 10, that's great. And then go look at my calendar to actually put it in there. I'm sorry, I'm already booked then. So why didn't I look at my calendar before I told this person on the phone or on Zoom that I was? Yeah, right? yeah. I finally broke myself of that habit because that was getting to be a little bit crazy. I'd be, oh yeah, no problem. I'll put it in the calendar. I'll send you an invite. And then I go and look, I'm like, I'm not available at that time. Why would I say that? <laughs> well, what I've been doing, even if they don't want to use my link to book it, I'll, I'll ask them here, click on this link, see what's available. If you want to schedule it manually, pick a time and I'll get them. It's, it's a little more work, but it, it you sort of, I always frame it, find a time that works best for you. Yeah. And then they find, you know, they have a few options and, and then they'll say, but I had it once, or just like you said, Jen, I kind of forgot to schedule it right away. And then someone else snuck in and took that time spot. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. sorry. Another one that I use that I really like is that on Fridays, I open up next week's calendar and I block it all off. 
So if you haven't booked me, for, like, so right now, if you tried to get in my calendar for next week, haven't blocked it yet. But if you haven't booked me by then, I'm sorry, I'm going to work that time. Or I'm going to do something else. I'm going to plan it differently. And so I always want to try to be booking a little bit farther out. So that, and the reason that I do that, because I see Brad's thinking about it, but the reason that I do that is so if any of my existing customers need me next week, because I do have that um, availability in my, in my packages, then I always know that I'll have time because I have some flexibility off, that's, that's right? built in. I, at I've locked out the outsiders or anybody new so that I can serve people that I already serve. So I just want to protect those that I all that already have a relationship with me and anybody that doesn't needs to wait a week. And I feel that that's, that's a reasonable thing to go. Thing no, to it's a, that's a great strategy because that's kind of indirectly what I do. I yeah. kind of framed it differently, but I like to, I like to create such a way that I, I maintain some flexibility because, yeah. you know, Andrew, I know you mentioned, you know, get your schedule too full and, and all this. Now you're in a different environment than Jen and I, and I'm in a much different environment than, than Jen, but we're both the solos, right? You've got staff and everything. So a lot more to consider, but I know I've heard David Leary speak. If you ever listened to him on, on the cloud accounting podcast, and I've talked I've to him personally what, about what's it. the cloud accounting podcast? Is that new? <laughs> what's, what's cloud accounting? But he, he, his schedule is so jam packed. He builds hardly any slack time into it mm-hmm. that he goes from, but he only books four days a week. He's got like one day where he does nothing. Like he, he works four days a week and they just jam packs uh, it. If I know Dave, he's not doing nothing. He's just not. No, I know. And exactly. And, and uh, Richard Ropa, um, he's the same way. He went, uh, we were having a, uh, a conversation. He said, I want to show you my calendar. And it was just unbelievable how much he puts on it. I don't know how people do that and, and more power to you to be able to juggle it all. But well, I, think, I just, I think if, if as long as part of that's time for you, it's yeah. great. Right. Your schedule is full, but it's downtime as well. hundred yeah, percent. I don't think I'm full. seeing a lot it's of downtime time, though. Right? Cause when I hear, when I hear these guys talk, they're workaholics and they, I don't think they factor mm-hmm. in a lot of fr- me time in there. No, like I mentioned, I think I mentioned I have a nap every afternoon. So oh, that's, that's, I need to, I need to get into that habit. Sleep is good and naps well, are good. Ben, Ben Nora Fox or our guest, Jessica from Jessica. Food, she was, she was saying that she's using Breakbot. I've never, I haven't used Breakbot. I've heard of it. Um, I, it apparently automatically schedules breaks for her, um, which is an interesting approach. And, and I mean, um, you know, when we had Chris from Lysio on, he was talking about building in the breaks every hour and a half and scheduling that concept around. And in fact, that's that's something we're we're working towards in our organization is like this concept of like, you know, that focus time, hour and a half long things. I haven't used Breakbot and I don't like I wonder how it would work. Like I'd be I'd be worried if it was like just randomly throughout the day like yeah I, yeah that, if you can schedule your your break time like when i had but it's efficiency right it's that hour and a half is a, is an optimal sort of period that you, yeah. you can go and then you should back off for a little bit and then go again and and according oh. to that discussion it really is a, an an optimal way to run your day so yeah when i had but who thinks of it <laughs> but when I had employees, we had three o'clock break every day at three o'clock work stopped screech. And we all went into the kitchen and I, there was either like fruit or sweets, or there was always something in there. 
and we just sit around and, and chat and just I have a client that does that. I was there once to do some work. They're an interesting client. Um, Andrew, I think you met, maybe you met um, my client down in um, San Jose a few years ago, but his business is mascots. He makes Ooh. sports mascots. So the Calgary Flames, Harvey the Hound, that's his. Um, NCAA, Division One teams buy from him. NFL teams, NBA teams, baseball teams. That's what they do for a living. So they, all day they're making characters. Sounds cool as it is. Well, to, to, to break up their day, they'll have this, this scheduled break where they all go, if the weather's nice, they all go outside and they stretch and they tell jokes smokers smoke um they i think they take like a half hour where it's just and they actually have a little song that they sing together and it just blew me away i was like i was watching this going i had no idea i'd never seen anything like it but you should see the camaraderie that that team has by just powerful right yeah it's powerful it's productive it's loyal it's sticky it's pride Mm -hmm. in your work exactly and i know my team song you have a team I, song? Uh, SMRT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> remember that from The Simpsons? <laughs> oh, Too bad. Uh, yeah, I'm bad. No, I'm just joking. But I think I, I, you're, it's brilliant. And I think that, uh, you know, the more that we can work on scheduling, like scheduling, I think, can sometimes have a bit of a bad connotation, right? Like 100%. I'm scheduling my time, but like, and, no. and if you get into like this concept of, maybe we just call it organizing right now. Well, the, the one that I've been hearing bantered about now, it's time blocking. You got to do your time blocking. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I was looking at my calendar, my time blocking is from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. personal time. Right. 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's, or 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. It's work. Right. And 10 a.m. to 11, I go for my walk. I'm doing something physical, right? Exactly. 11 till noon, I work. Noon to 1 I have lunch, one to three, I work, three to four, I sleep. <laughs> so, so Jen, you mentioned something that piqued my interest there. You said you go for a walk during the day, which I do all the time. That's Except for something. when the train blocks. But I, I, do, <laughs> I do a lot of, of walking. But what I've learned to do is I can actually take calls while I walk. Nope. So oh, oh, you don't do that. Mind, no, I, my mind is doing some, other things while I'm doing my, my mind has priorities while I'm walking. I've had some great conversations though, while I'm walking and people don't even know because my fitness levels at a level now, you don't hear me huffing and puffing. So I can go out and stretch my legs and have a great conversation. And not too long ago, uh, it was probably a month ago. Um, Hector Garcia organized a, a clubhouse thing. I know oh, yeah. Donna was there. I, I popped in for Andrew, a while. Yep. Yeah, I, I went out and I did like three miles, listen, getting into the conversation, but just out there walking. I didn't even realize, like, it was amazing how, I, how involved I got in the conversation, how much I enjoyed it, but I walked like three miles in the process. So, you know, combining things like that, I find works. And I don't do it because, oh, I don't have the time to do it. It's like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a call. I won't have like a, a client call where I need to take notes and, and, and make sure I've got it all documented and everything, but more of those catching up sort of conversations with people. I've had conversations with app partners that want to talk about things that if you don't need that level of detail, it's actually kind of, I, I like those meetings, walking well, meetings. Well, you want to know something? 
And Andrew's um, on his uh, treadmill the whole time. I usually am, <laughs> and and they and and there's a study out there. I had to, I had to Google it because I couldn't remember. No, I see his finger. He wants to tell us something. I want to. Yeah, that's a sign. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea. Teacher, teacher, teacher. I have an idea. Um, but oh, oh, there's this. What would you? How much do you think? So walking has been proven to increase your creativity. How it much also you, it increases your brain. Like I just heard this, and I think I shared it recently. Is that they always thought the brain cells are gone forever once you lose them. But um, anyone who knows who Sanjay Gupta is, he's a he's a neurosurgeon in Atlanta, Georgia. He's on TV, um, so he knows a thing or two about brains. And if you are on the Apple uh, Plus Fitness program, you can actually pick up these walks on your watch where it's a famous person and you go for a walk with them and they talk and they tell you anecdotes of their lives and they share music with you. So I'm walking with Sanjay Gupta and he said, studies have shown fairly recently that your brain cells can regenerate and walking actually stimulates that growth. I believe so, it. Thank God, because I need a lot of stimulation. Well, <laughs> with all the walking I do, I don't know if it's working or not. Um, I don't always feel like the brain is. Uh, but at the same time, I've noticed that my brain seems different these days, if that makes sense. I think a lot of it is pandemic related. I think we're all looking at the world through a different lens. But, you know, when, when he said that, I thought, OK, I can see that. So walking and talking i mean this is a brain surgeon he does it all the time and he says he does his best work when he's walking so i i don't know if he's operating oh, on someone's brain again? and walking around the wait there's more, there's more. <laughs> so i still want to know how much do you think the study showed the, how much do you think your creativity increased while walking take a guess uh, that is between 0 to 100 23% I think it's definitely right. an increase because I come up with some of my best ideas when I'm walking. Well, what's what's the percentage point you're going to guess? They, so an increase in in, in what? a certain percentage point. Ten <sighs> percent. It's something, right? I can't hear him again. Eighty-one percent increase in, in in creativity according to this study. Well, then you know what? Then that makes a lot of sense. Because 81%? 81% increase wow. in creativity while you're walking. Yep. Um, and Probably. so there's all sorts of studies around it. And um, they say one of the best things, like if you're if you're trying to do problem solve with a team of people, the best thing you can do is like literally go for, go a, for walk. a walk. Yeah, literally go the whole team. Just go for really, a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> go around the block now. It's a, it's a I've had... Um, Networking meetings like that, it was actually someone else in my community here in Calgary introduced me to it. She schedules, instead of coffee meetings, she schedules walks. And yeah. she'll meet you somewhere and you'll go for a walk. Um, probably a month and a half ago, I got together with a local entrepreneur that I've always looked up to. I've always wanted to get to know this guy. He's, he he uh, inspired me at a, at a really early stage when I first started my business. Sadly, he's, he's, um, he's got terminal cancer, but he's fighting it. He's been fighting it for many years, but he, he knows that, you know, his days are numbered, but he makes the most of it. So he clued in that I'm into walking and I was saying, I'd love to get to know this guy. And he reached out to me and said, do you want to go for a walk? 
And it was awesome. You know, we now went out know for an hour or so. We're excited, right? That's why our dogs get so excited when you say, hey, puppy, you want to go for a walk? walk, 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 walk. <laughs> yeah, I'm that way now. I'm, I'm definitely that way now. Whereas there was a time when my wife and my son would say, oh, we're going for a walk. And I'd be like, no, thanks. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, I'm the one that the, the running joke, like um, uh, one of the, the gifts I got today from my wife, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but I got bear spray right? We, we hike a lot on the weekends. Okay. And, um, you know, bear spray is not a bad thing to carry around. And she said, well, I'm glad you're protected now. And I said, oh, I, I wasn't worried because when a bear shows up, you just get out around one person. And with my current level of conditioning, I could probably outrun you both. Ha ha ha. But um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's good for you. So anyways, yeah. I didn't really mean that. I'd be the one that the bear eats because I'd be the one stirring shit up and he would take me on and then they'd be the ones spraying bear spray at me as I'm getting eaten. Yeah, that's, a, that's a classic one though. I, I know that one. You don't need to outrun the bear, just the guy next to you. Uh, yeah. But it's, I mean, it, it has been one of the game changers for me. Obviously, you know, Brad, you you inspired me to take the new initiative and and lose all the weight. Um, and, and walking has been an absolute massive part of that. Uh, but it's interesting now because, you know, with Facebook memories and the way things pop up to see things come up. Like I, I remember, so it was about two years ago now that I did my RV trip. Remember that RV trip I took where, you know, I broke the, you know, black water tank on my RV, um, which was you were cursed. Yeah, I was cursed. But I, I remember, like, I, I was watching the video just the other day that came up of me doing, like, the walk-around tour of the RV when it first came up. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm walking around an RV. It's not like I went for a 20-mile hike. And I'm just like, I can hear myself winded. I'm like, wow. I didn't, like, and, and I didn't really realize quite how bad it was. And there was another video that came up and when I was camping on the island, setting up my, my tent. And it was, like, amazing what a, what a, what a difference to my to my mental well-being my physical well-being my cardiovascular and all we're doing is walking yeah. one step in front of the other like anybody can do it it doesn't like it's not hard it's not like you know i, I know like you don't need sister, special equipment right you don't like need professional equipment see comfortable shoes that's and one thing i learned wear, wear good shoes because i didn't when i first started and i got Ooh. kind of a shin splinty thing yeah. I was wearing Converse, you know, I was wearing my, uh, my Converse and, you know, those things are like slippers, right? And they were comfortable and styling, but man, I got sore feet. So. Well, if it's any wonder how good the walking is, I started walking when I lived in Calgary because I'd walk to and from work. Okay. So that's when my walking career began. And in 2018, when I shifted to working from home, I couldn't figure out why I was such a wreck. I couldn't focus. I couldn't get any work done. I was all walking. I didn't walk to work anymore. And so that's what started this mid-morning walk was because I can get up and my brain can do some work, but if I don't get a walk in in the first couple of hours that I'm awake, I can't think, I can't focus. I'm all over the social media. I'm not doing anything. And it's just not good. So The walking just gets your brain focused on life. So tell me at conferences, Jen, you must yeah. get some walking in there. Is it just the conference itself or do you schedule? Cause I know Kelly parks, she yeah. has her morning thing. And I used to just go, 
you're crazy, you know, getting up that early and going for this big energetic walk, whatever. Now I'm I like, change your perspective on that now. No, no, totally. Now it's like, I can't wait to, to walk with you, Kelly. Yeah. And so are, are you part of the, the, that morning routine that a bunch of people get together and go for a nice spirited walk before the conference? No. Or when I go to conference, you walk schedule, at the conference. My whole schedule is just wrong. It's just gone. And I just go with it. Right. Yeah, but you're still going to get the miles in because I tell you, I you used to get the San sore Jose, feet. In San Jose, you'll get the miles in because that's a big center. Yeah. But some of the Canadian conferences, like when I go to CPB, it's not enough walking, but yeah. I just figure it out. Well, right? Toronto, I don't know. Um, I was staying at, at Andrew's office at the last Toronto conference and we walked the first day and poor Eric Lee's walking with me as I was whinging the whole time. My feet are killing me. Let's take an Uber. And from that point on, we took Ubers every day. Now I'd be like, Andrew, I'd be like, man, I wish your office was further away because it's too close, right? Yeah. And that was so it is Toronto, perspective. With Toronto, it was across the street, right? I was used to walking yeah, true. to my office where now I just got to go across the street to the conference center. That's not a walk. Yeah. Like, so anyways. and But you're right. Like at some of those, those smaller conferences. Um, you're just sitting it, around a lot. Well, you're just literally yeah. sometimes in the same room. You know? I eat more candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy I like food. candy. I like yeah. chocolate. And you cannot well, outwalk your mouth, people. You cannot outwalk your mouth. There's speaking of walk you guys, seven, and you can out eat those calories. <laughs> I met you both in 2015. That was my first connect, and I and I seem to recall it was your first as well. Do you remember the candy store in yeah. San Jose? Yeah, yeah. I Wasn't that evil? Bag, like a whole giant bag for my, my kids still remember. It was that like a store. real candy store. And yeah. we were like kids in a candy store. Yeah. They had everything you could imagine. And it was, I remember walking in and saying, so I can just help myself. <laughs> bags and bags of stuff. And then I can and they're handing you empty more. bags saying go nuts because yeah. they were going to charge into it. You know, they didn't care how much it took because into it was getting the bill. It was, that was, that was intense. Yeah. It's, it's uh, actually, yeah. I mean, it, like, it's such a thing, like how much of a impact that thing makes. Like if you think about it, like the candy thing was probably a relatively inexpensive thing. Compared to, oh, I noticed when it was wasn't there the next year. Oh my goodness! If you want to talk about candy, sugarwish.com. Omg, What's... have you heard about this yet? No. Okay, so I was top 100 pro advisor this year. Yes, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And ADP sent out sugar wishes to everybody that was top 100. And a sugar wish, if you Google it, sugarwish.com. They prepaid for a package of candy for me. So I got an email. I clicked this little button that took me to Sugar Wish, and I got to pick six things, six kinds of candy that they put in a box and they shipped it to me. And it was the best candy of my life. I've never eaten candy that was fresher. I got saltwater taffy that was like mm. made yesterday. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to figure out how you do it, Jen, because obviously, as long as I've known you, you've always been able to to, to keep your figure. How do I put it? It's felt, okay. You kept you've kept yourself up, I've, but I'm, you're I'm, eating I'm candy. Eating I don't know how to do that yet. I'm I'm still I'm still an addict when it comes to sweets. I love chocolate. 
It's I moderation, Brad. It. It's something you I and I are not good at. I can't stop though. I can't. Once I once I start, I keep going. I don't know how you moderate. My wife is really good at it. Moderate. I don't know how you moderate. I, when when I grew up, what's your trick? Is it metabolism or what? I just don't get it. I don't know. When I grew up, we had a junk drawer, and so there was a we had a pantry closet, and in there was you know those big ice cream pails, those four gallon pails or whatever they were. Yeah. There was an empty one of those and it always had candy or chocolate bars or sweets in it. And so we could always go and put our hand in the junk drawer or the junk, the junk bucket. Later that turned into a drawer because for whatever reason, the pantry got used for other things. So we had a drawer in the kitchen where we could get junk. And my mom liked to bake. So after dinner, we could have five homemade chocolate chip cookies. You must have trained your metabolism well, at a very probably, early age to, to to burn all that off because I just can't do it anymore. But it's well, also probably psychologically, if we go to this Noom stuff, because it wasn't this like object of desire that she couldn't have. It was never it, restricted. It was never restricted. So there wasn't really the same desire to like consume as much it of it as, well, as you can while well, you can because you might not get this tomorrow right now i'll tell you we did outsmart my get to the point where we outsmarted my mom because when she would bake she would go crazy she would do like five six dozen uh batches of cookies right and right. she thought she was getting all clever she put them in the freezer we had one of those great big freezers in the downstairs <sighs> didn't stop you and i figured that out so we just go and help ourselves to the frozen cookies because they fall <laughs> in a matter of three or four minutes Pops. Yeah, who needs a microwave? My mom would be all proud. She'd be like, "Oh, it's Sunday dinner. I have a surprise because I know we're out of cookies." And she'd go down into the freezer and be all gone. <laughs> no surprises left, Ma. We've got a surprise. The bucket was still there, but there were no cookies in it. <laughs> my brother and I were notoriously bad for literally getting our hands caught in the cookie jars. My mom would put it way high up in this, in this, in the cupboard. And it didn't stop us. I mean, my brother and I always find where she hide them this time, and we'd be climbing around the cupboards. Um, yeah. But so speaking I, of, I try and, and I don't know anything surprises. About, I don't know it's, anything about Noom, but there's obviously something in it that works for me. It's mental. I pay. I pay attention. I do get regular exercise. I do have a That's healthy the diet. That's right. The key. Like I do, although. People think I eat too much pasta. I eat a lot of pasta. But nah, if you can do it, you can do it. It's tasty. And yeah, it was for So I think, uh, Andrew, um, we, was, we've got a few minutes left. We do want to talk. We, you, you mentioned you have an initiative on the go, Jen. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, the one thing I wanted to mention, because you actually gave me a great segue earlier that I didn't pick up on, but walking and creativity. And since I've moved into this house and I've got my routine and I'm back to full-time work and I'm doing my regular walking, I've picked up back on my social media again. So my Facebook page has been kind of revitalized and my mind is going with ideas and things that I can share and help other people run their businesses better and get through humps and avoid pitfalls that I've been to. So, you know, one of the things that I'd mentioned earlier was that I'm kicking my webinars back off. And, but I've got a very special one that I was hoping that I could share tonight because I feel so honored to be here that I thought I feel like I need to do something special in order to say thank you that I appreciate that I'm here. So I've been working on a pricing workshop because pricing is everybody's problem, right? I regularly price, you guys regularly price. It's always something you have to think about. So I've put together 
I'm putting together a three series workshop. So it's three weeks, three webinars on how to get you to a pricing. And so if you guys are okay, I'd love to share the link. So if anybody is interested in learning more or finding out about it when it gets launched, I just got a nice little form where you can just say, I want to know more. I'm not selling you anything. I just want to gauge your interest and see what happens. I beat you to it. I just shared the link. Oh, wrong one. No, I shared it in the wrong thing. Yeah. I don't know where you shared it. I can't see anything. No, I, sh I actually shared it with a friend of mine that's going to go, what the hell? Who's Jen? What's Jen? What are you dream? telling me? Hey, what are you saying? <laughs> you I'm in Facebook. You know how busy Facebook is? All of a sudden, this messenger window popped up. It has nothing to do with our conversation. I just pasted it in there. Yeah. She's like, what the Oh, boy. Oh, it's I a good thing it's just that. So if she needs to understand pricing, then now she knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I mean, you've been working on pricing for a while and it's not an easy thing. So, I mean, sharing your, your pearls of wisdom, the things you've learned, the things Definitely. that work. I mean, I think that that's, you know, very gracious of you to, to share and give back to the community. I'll also mention, I, I've got a webinar scheduled for oh, next week as well. I'm, yeah, um, I'm uh, doing uh, uh, something with Dext. I'm doing uh, a webinar on their new precision product. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have looked at that or I know Brad, you've, you've had a look no at it. No comment. Yeah. We'll leave uh, it there. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm actually, it's not, well, it's me and my colleague, um, uh, another Jennifer uh, who works with me. She's going to be uh, walking people through how to use Dex precision. So that's on Tuesday. Uh, so check out that uh, it should be interesting and fun because uh, it's a pretty new tool uh, it's a combination of workflows and quality assurance for your QBO files, which is, uh, there's a number of products out there now that, that do that. It, uh, it is a pretty cool tool though. I got to admit, um, Dext is putting together a pretty good little portfolio. Everyone's used to the receipt bank offering, but precision is really nice. They just bought, uh, is it Greenback? And Greenback, they're turning yeah. it into Dex Commerce. Uh, I know they have some other things on the go. Um, I'm, still so, struggling. I'm still struggling with the word dext. I'll be honest. So, <laughs> drunk texting? I use them every day, but that's what it means. I know it means drunk texting. Um, no, I didn't have to look it up. It just was obvious to me from the name. Well, that's what it sounded like right from the start, but apparently um, they're okay with it. So well, obviously because they did their research, yeah. you know, somebody knew that that's what it meant before they and, you know, granted, a lot of those receipts from restaurants come in during a drunken time. So there is that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Damien. That's where the that biggest business promotion takes place. <laughs> yeah, we we went and saw Damien Greathead yeah. um, in San Jose. Oh, Damien Greathead dropped his receipt on the floor and he'd had a few to drink. And it was a long way to the floor from his bar stool. And he was trying to take a picture of it. it I wish we videotaped that, Andrew. He was... Oh. Uh, Having a heck of a time, but I think he got it done. I think he, he eventually did, got it because done. Because we were like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he yeah. going to take a photo? Is he going to take we're a photo? We watching him through the glass. We were out on the street. They wouldn't let us in the bar, but we were watching him and Matt Canis. And yeah, he, he I think he managed to take the photo. So, he, you know. He did good on him. He was, he was, you know, he made sure he, he got the photo. It, it might have been blurry. I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it was blurry. That's better um, than nothing. But it's better than nothing, yeah. Uh, but anyways, that that um, that is our time, folks. Uh, we have another amazing guest next week. If you do want to come hang out with Jennifer, come uh, hang out with the us. The link is in the in the discussion thread. And yeah, next week we're going to Australia, so we're going from Back the Canadian Aussie. rock star 
to to Australia. Lilette Kalasia is going to be our, our guest next week. So it'll be Saturday afternoon for her. If you don't know Lilette, she is truly awesome. She was a finalist in uh, Firm of the Future a few years back. She was the Australian champion. And uh, she's impressive and she's a lot of fun. So yeah. he's a lot of heaps of fun. Heaps of fun. Oh yeah. Understatement. Awesome. Yeah. Understatement. So we'll see so you thanks, guys next Jen. Week. And thank I, you, Jennifer. Uh, it was amazing. And, and thank you for putting that, uh, that webinar together for the community. I think yeah, the I link's out there for anyone who wants to check it out. So uh, we'll, we'll see, see you next week, week everyone. Guys.